And so streaming TV is a new Facebook. It's a brand new frontier. If you looked at the upfronts and the new fronts, ad rates are going up, but there's still opportunities there. And one of these levels was previous CM campaign. It's literally about the same discounts that you'll be running during Black Friday, just three weeks or The goal is to get into people's pockets while still have money there. A lot of the times I've noticed the revenue numbers are staying comparable. Um, you're not seeing this major decline in revenue. What you're seeing is a major decline in reported conversions in the Facebook interface. I don't want anybody to feel FOMO'd into running a sale if their business can't afford to do it or if you don't have the ability to, to make the margins up. On today's episode, you're going to learn very, very deeply on how to set up all your social advertising campaigns in preparation for Black Friday, Cyber Monday, given all of the, shall I say, restrictions um, available right now. It's a great episode you do not want to miss, so do stay tuned. Retail and e-commerce have witnessed an unprecedented transformation in the last decade. The widespread adoption of mobile technology, social media, as well as the lowered cost of cloud-based technology have not only eroded the barriers to entry in retail, but it's also led to the rapid rise and dominance of digital native product brands that sell directly to their customers. On this podcast, you'll get the scoop on customer acquisition and retention strategies employed by high-growth digital native product brands. Not being afraid to spend because you know that customer is going to pay it back uh, three or four-fold. That's when you start to unlock channels in the way that they were meant to be used. Listen to interviews with experts at the forefront of technology and innovation in digital retail. Three years ago, they wouldn't have come to us because, yeah, the macro trend of cloud, Wi-Fi, broadband availability, that was a real, that was a real problem. Hear first-hand stories from founders of innovative direct-to-consumer brands. Although I was thinking about the competition, I was more thinking about, like, how do I just build a freaking successful business? We focus on driving as much traffic as possible, converting that traffic, uh, and then dumping money back into driving more traffic. These insights will help you consistently 2x growth in specific areas of your direct-to-consumer brand. This is the 2x e-commerce podcast, hosted by Kunle Campbell. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the 2X e-commerce podcast. I'm your host, Kunai Campbell, and this is the podcast dedicated to rapid growth in the direct-to-consumer selling space. So if you work at an e-commerce business or a founder, I'm going to help you sell more directly to your customers. The way I do this is that each week I interview an expert, a founder at a direct-to-consumer e-commerce business or representative from a best-in-class e-commerce SaaS product. And we're focused on helping you improve e-commerce growth metrics such as conversions, average order value, repeat customers, your audience size, and ultimately sales. Our remit is to help you sell more sustainably. Now, on today's episode, it is, um, a, a, it, it's a rock star, or shall I say, it, it's just filled up with so much value because of the quality of speakers. Um, it's hosted by Chloe Thomas um, from uh, Commerce Excel, a recently um, concluded Commerce Excel conference. So these are, these are recordings, you know, recordings, these are replays essentially from our Commerce Excel conference. Um, um, it's it was an expert panel, so there were no slide decks, you know, involved. All you 
do not see really other people's faces essentially. Um, but the, the, the content is rich. It is focused on performance marketing for Q4, just given all of the restrictions. So we're thinking about, um, you know, um, the iOS, the, the, the whole Apple privacy, um, you know, um, um, limitation, shall I say, um, that is constraining performance or actually just feedback. You know, the feedback loop is distorted at the moment because um, um, the reporting from, um, from from these platforms are not as accurate as they used to be. Um, so um, it's hosted by Chloe Thomas, um, a fellow podcaster. She hosts the e-commerce master plan um, podcast. She's an author, a celebrated author, best-selling author in e-commerce and uh, an expert. She, she, she's a speaker, author, podcaster, um, and she's been in the game since 2004. So, um, you know, um, she, she, she was an excellent panelist, you know, for, for this, um, for, for this particular group of, um, of, 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 of of speakers. Um, she, the panelists were um, Ni Ahin, who's the chief strategist of officer at um, Tinitu, um, Nick Shackelford, managing partner at Structured, uh, you know, our Nick, our dear Nick, Darius Kunka, um, who is a co-founder at AdKings Agency, and Steve Dinelli, who is the chief digital officer at Barrington Media Group. Excellent, excellent, uh, if I have to say so panelist and they went deep this was one of the more popular um you know um expert panel groups a lot of people tuned into they just wanted to listen to shack there's a bit of a, a clash because while this was running our founders expert panel was also running and you know people were like oh should i listen to the founders or should i listen to um these performance marketing gurus you know essentially um but but it was very very busy um and there was a lot i can you know guarantee you that you you're going to learn a thing or two on how these guys um, are approaching, um, you know, uh, a sort of managing, you know, campaigns over, you know, BFCM. I mean, Tinny too, um, they're the biggest, one of the biggest um, retail focused, they're actually the biggest retail focused um, agency in the USA. Um, structured is fast growing in the D2C. I mean, they have over 150 um, performance marketing clients. Um, you know, so, um, well, Steve Dinelli has worked with with a lot Brooklyn in um, and movement watches. You know that caliber of um, you know um, you know D2C um, breakout. You know e-commerce brands and and Darius Conker. Um, he is it's just a discipline. Um, you know media buyer for ad kings and on europe and the european side they're, they're based out in lithuania and they've done great stuff i mean you know growing businesses from zero to 30 you know million in in revenue in an incredibly in an incredibly short amount of time we were talking less than 12 months so um a great 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 episode if you're into performance marketing this is a must listen, um, I have to say. And you know, we, we like performance marketing in this podcast. Um, so so enjoy. Um, what you're going to listen to shortly is a message, a short message from, from our sponsors. Um, just listen to it and then we'll jump right into it. I'll catch you tomorrow and do have a good one. Cheers. Thanks. Bye. The 2X e-commerce podcast is brought to you by Klaviyo, the ultimate e-commerce marketing platform for email and SMS messaging. Whether you're launching your e-commerce business or taking your brand to the next level, Klaviyo gives you the tools to get growing faster. That is why it's trusted by over 50,000 e-commerce brands like Brooklinen, Nunn, and Chubbies. 
build your contact list, send emails that pop, and create marketing moments that build valuable customer relationships over any distance. Get started for free today. Visit clavio.com forward slash 2x to create your free account. That is K-L-A-V-I-Y-O.com forward slash 2x. Cloudways has become the hosting platform of choice for thousands of e-commerce merchants, SMBs, and agencies around the globe. Why? Well, there's a high-performing custom stack, top-notch security, the choice between five cloud solution providers, ease of scalability, affordable pricing plans, and so much more. Cloudways also offers support for all PHP-based applications like Magento, WooCommerce, WordPress, Laravel, and other. Experience an unbeatable managed cloud hosting experience with Cloudways today. For a $20 free hosting credit, use the coupon code BOOSTMAG. That's B-O-O-S-T-M-A-G. That's BOOSTMAG. Moving dreams forward, Cloudways. Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining us on our inaugural Commerce Excel Conference, the most anticipated direct-to-consumer event of the year. It's awesome to have you here, and it's great to see people tuning in from all around the world. I'm your host, Trevor Cross, president of Buddy Brands and ScanShop 3D. It is my absolute pleasure to be the MC of Stage 2, which is proudly sponsored by Emersys. Now, whether it's your first Black Friday, Cyber Monday, or you're looking for some new strategies to make this quarter four your strongest one yet, our first panel will give you everything you need to crush sales records this holiday season. Now, before we get started, we want to take an opportunity to thank our sponsors that have made this event possible. So this event is proudly sponsored by our good friends at Juni. Juni is the financial companion that tracks returns on your entire business in one place. Measure all your ROI at Juni.co. And Emersys, the omni-channel customer engagement platform of choice for more than 1,500 companies worldwide. Do more at emersys.com. Now, we also want to take a moment to thank Postscript and Recart, our gold partners, as well as OmniSend, Bolt, and BeProfit. Now, if you don't have a roadmap on how to approach media buying on social platforms this holiday season, this is your chance to grab a notebook and a pen. Our next panelists are excited to share easy to implement tips despite all the crazy constraints that we're dealing with today. Now, remember to keep conversations going on hashtag commerce excel and at 2x ecommerce on Twitter and 2x ecommerce on LinkedIn. Now, I am super excited to introduce to you our next panel, starting with Nick Shackelford, managing partner at Structured, Darius Kunska at co-founder at AdKings, Steve Dinelli, chief digital officer at Barrington Media Group. And this is all moderated by the great Chloe Thomas at the Keep Optimizing Marketing Podcast. Over to you, Chloe. Hello. Hey, Trevor. Thank you so much for the awesome intro. And um, welcome, everybody, to this session. I am excited to be going to be joined imminently by some amazing uh, panelists with huge amounts of experience in this space. So this is the Gear Up Performance Marketing in Q4 Expert Panel. I am your host. Um, as Trevor said, I'm the host of the Keep Optimizing Marketing Podcast, also the host of the E-Commerce Master Plan Podcast. And I've been in the e-commerce arena in the UK 
for over 15 years now, working client side, running a marketing agency for 10 years. And now I just get to talk and write. And today I have the lovely job of uh, keeping our panelists in line and making sure they're giving you all the good stuff you need to create a brilliant Q4. So if you have a question for the panelists, please do add it in that bar that's on the right-hand side of your screens. And I will do my best to squeeze it in and to get you answers. Um, we only have limited time here today. So do make sure you ask those questions early because the sooner we get those questions through, the sooner I can uh, ask them of the panelists. Okay, uh, so we have seen, you all know this, we have seen over the last 18 months, huge shifts, critical shifts in how you are buying on the social media platforms. We've seen tech changes, we've seen pricing changes, we've seen consumer habit changes. It's a huge amount to try and keep pace of. But with the right strategy, the right approach, you can still make social media advertising and performance marketing work for you, even in Q4. And that's what the panel is going to be helping us with today. Now, between them all, they're managing hundreds of millions of dollars of ad spend each month, not to mention uh, what they're doing on Google and other ad channels as well. So we really do have a fantastic panel joining us today. We're going to be covering Q4 from several different angles. So yes, we're going to talk about Black Friday. Yes, we're going to talk about iOS 14. Uh, we're going to talk Facebook ads, and I suspect we'll get into some other marketing arenas as well. So I can't do this on my own. I need the panelists to join me. So um, could we please get uh, Neil, Darius, Shaq, and Steve up on screen, and then we'll get these guys to uh, give us an intro. Hello, gentlemen. Um, Steve, let's, uh, let's start with you. Do you want to, so if each of you could just say hi to the audience and give them a little bit of background about your expertise, that would be marvelous. Sure. So my name is Steve Dinelli. I'm currently Chief Digital Officer at Barrington Media Group. Before that, I spent about six years building a paid social agency called Blackbird Garage, where we worked with primarily D2C brands. So anyone from Fabletics, Casper Mattresses, Lisa Mattresses, Brooklinen, Movement, um, the who's who kind of, of direct-to-consumer e-commerce was our sweet spot. And over the last year, um, we got acquired by Barrington Media Group, where I've got to learn a lot about offline um, conversions, whether that's direct mail, radio, et cetera, and trying to leverage that also for D2C brands. Awesome. Okay. Uh, see, guys, I told you we had excellent panelists. Um, Darius, you're next. Hey, so super excited to be here. So I'm Darius. I'm one of co-founders of Atkins Agency. And how I technically like to refer to ourselves is almost like a SWOT group for e-commerce growth. It means we are e-commerce growth agency, not just marketing. We literally you know, come in the businesses and tackle their growth from marketing perspective, a little bit from business coaching, growth, removing certain bottlenecks from processes, and literally you know, taking this 360 on the channel approach towards e-commerce growth. Um, at the same time, I also run like a smart podcast. It's btsshow.com uh, if you're interested. It's also about e-commerce. Excellent. Um, Shaq, we'll come to you next. You guys might hear some fighting Frenchies right below me, so I apologize for any of this growling. It's not me. It's not my stomach. I did have breakfast. Um, my name is Nick Shackleford. I've been doing this for about eight, eight nine years. Uh, we have an agency uh, that is purely focused on D2C, about 127 clients and 
growing every day, it seems like, from, from all ends of 360 approach to metered areas. And right now, what we're really focused on is content creation. Right? That's what, what I believe a lot of this conversation is going to be like as we combat to get ready and, ple- and prep and plan for Q4. I'm excited to continue to talk this through. So good to meet everybody and hoping to answer some really good questions today. I am loving how excited um, your dogs are about this topic along with the rest of us. It's brilliant. Um, and Nee, how about you? Would you like to introduce yourself too, please? Yeah, I was about to crack a joke about Nick not feeding his media buyers enough money, uh, paying his media buyers enough money to fight over his graphs in the background, but <laughs> I was pretty funny. So Nia had a chief strategy officer at Tenuity, been in the space for over 15 years, Ran an agency similar to the rest of the people around the horn, sold that agency in 2018. Tenuity, we're the largest digital marketing agency in the United States. We manage over $3 billion in ad spend for clients like Elf, uh, Etsy, uh, whole 950 other ones. So super happy to be here. Looking forward to the panel. Excellent. Well, guys, uh, thank you so much for all being here. And audience, I did warn you, we have some amazing minds in the room. So I'm going to start off with just a really big question, which I think is the most obvious one to get our discussion rolling, which is what are you anticipating is going to be the biggest difference between Q4 2020 and Q4 2021? Um, Darius, I can see you scratching your beard. So we'll come to you first for on this one. Yeah, I have a habit of loving my beard, even if it's small. <laughs> but yeah, I would say, you know, like one of the biggest thing is will be just blindness. In general sense, if you're talking about what concerns Facebook ads, you will be so blinder compared to the last year and then doing like real life adjustments to your campaigns. Because last year for us, what works really well is what they call like pizza party strategy, where we literally ordered pizzas for everybody in the team and we had a call during whole night. We didn't sleep and we were adjusting ads literally live. You know, we were chatting, we were having a Zoom call, huge ass party. And then you were adjusting ads depending on the performance we see across the board, across different accounts etc. But this year, I'm not sure how to do that, right? Because suddenly, you know, we do not see this real-life data. And last year, this exactly was the thing that allowed us to crush with majority of our clients. Okay, so do you trust the algorithm or are you going to do something else? Um, Shaq, you are nodding away. Um, so we'll come to you next. Darius, I fully agree with you. This is, last year we were able to launch and use what often the sales from Labor Day or Mother's Day or Father's Day or graduation as like preparation for what offer potentially we should be running for Q4. And I won't even get into the, the shipping rates and stuff because I know, Chloe, you know, that's my, my my kryptonite of can we even have product to sell? I'm in LA, so I'm seeing the report yesterday, 45, 45 ship, uh, containers can't, can't park. But Darius, you're absolutely correct. It's, it's really difficult to do the day trading or launch a lot of new assets with it or using dynamic good oh, offer again um, Shaq you're breaking up there so we'll switch to someone else and then hopefully that will come back um, uh, Nee how about you What's, what are you doing different, planning differently for 2021 to 2020 yeah with our larger enterprise brands we're really embracing streaming TV a lot of the challenges that um, have been mentioned around Facebook have meant that that platform for being a prospecting channel an awareness driving channel uh, even a demand generation channel have been challenged. And so 
you know, we've, we've been fortunate that we've done an acquisition of a company that has a proprietary identity graph. And with that identity graph, we can understand who's seen a particular ad on the TV in the United States and then transactions that happen from that specific IP downstream. And so streaming TV is a new Facebook. It's a brand new frontier. If you looked at the upfronts and the new fronts, uh, ad rates are going up. There's still opportunities there because if you're looking at a CPM on Facebook that's you know, close to $20, $30, $40, you can absolutely find those audiences on TV and you're hitting people who may not be paying attention to your ads on, on social. There we go. There's a curveball not all of you were anticipating. Um, and um, Steve, I know in, previously when we've talked about this, you've been quite an advocate of the, uh, of the kind of the, the marketing mix diversity. So is that the key thing for you going into 2021, Q4? Yeah, so to echo what the other guys were saying is you're not going to be able to day trade the ads. You know, I can't think of a Black Friday or Cyber Monday that I've ever been a part of that I didn't have my laptop out on the table at Thanksgiving dinner, keeping track of things, making sure that the clients are hitting their goals and all of that. So without that real-time feed of data, um, being able to diversify away from Facebook is really critical. So we've been focused a lot on sponsored content, whether that is leveraging Facebook with it, um, other traffic sources for that as well. And then also trying to get some of our clients to do tests on things like direct mail, which is incredibly powerful. Um, radio, also really cool because there's a lot of um, digital aspects you can add to that, like text call to actions where you can actually attribute back a lot better than I think a lot of D2C marketers realize. They kind of think if there's a pixel, you can't track it or make it effective. But, you know, I've been learning a ton over the last year that these offline channels are really effective and trackable. I, I, as someone who started their career working with direct mail, which that's how old I am, everybody, um, couldn't agree more. There is so much potential there, especially when you, when you overlay it with the new online pieces. Um, I want to try, I, I mean, I would love to go off and explore these other marketing methods, but I think we need to try and keep it on the Facebook piece for, the, for everyone out there listening. So, Shaq, because we had to cut you off, I'm going to come back to you and we're going to keep our fingers crossed that connection's working, um, working really well this time. For you, if we're not day trading across Black Friday and across our peak sales periods, how, what role should our Facebook ad strategy, what should our Facebook ad strategy be? What role has it got in our Q4 sales? I'm going to say a couple of words. Are we, are we tracking with me real quick? We're back. Awesome. It's all good. Yeah. Um, thank, thank, thankfully, um, we'll say um, we would right now. Uh, we we used to change offers depending on the times. We would have a pre Black Friday, a Black Friday, a post, and then that twelve days of Christmas. Right. We aren't doing this. We're moving away from this. We're moving away from the changing of it and establishing just the most consistent offer we can do. Which right now across our board, we have. A uh, handful of brands. It's going to be a straight, a straight up discount. It's going to be a straight up thirty to fifty percent what we can afford, what the brand can afford, and we're going to do our best to get the social proof across it. So we have good data from the year that is brands or ads that are running with social proof, whether it's an evergreen creative that's no offer and the offer is communicated on site, or if the creative itself has a lot of good social proof on it. Um, that's what we're sticking with. We're not going to go as as dynamic and as crazy as we were before. I like that. I'd love to comment on that um, just to hop in. I completely agree with you. Um, sticking with things that you know, things that work are going to make it consistent where historically you were able to see the data in real time. You're able to make a lot of real time changes. 
um, where if something wasn't working, you could go back to what you know works um, using ads that might not even say Black Friday, Cyber Monday, but you know they generate the clicks you need and then let the on-site or landing page experience handle it is um, a really good way to try it and blend out some consistency in this really volatile time. Let's take this quick break to hear from our sponsors. Let's take a quick break to talk about screwing up. Accidents happen. Perhaps you installed an app that messed up your theme or a CSV import completely messed up your product catalog. Common myth, cloud-based e-commerce platforms like Shopify and BigCommerce have automatic backup solutions you can use when something goes wrong with your store. This is simply untrue. They don't. Myth busted. So what do you do? You use Rewind. Rewind will protect Shopify and BigCommerce stores with automatic backups. Rewind should be the first app you install to protect your store against human error, misbehaving apps, or collaborators gone bad. It's like having your very own magic undo button. Rewind is trusted by over 25,000 businesses from side hustles to the biggest retail brands you can think of. Gymshark, Movement Watches, and Pampers all use Rewind for automatic backups. So here's the deal for 2Xs. If you head over to rewind.io, which is R-E-W-I-N-D.io, install Rewind, you'll get to use it for free for seven days. If you reach out to the Rewind team and mention the 2X e-commerce podcast, then extend your seven-day trial for a full month for free. Enjoy peace of mind with Rewind Backups. Remember to head over to Rewind.io and don't forget to mention the 2X e-commerce podcast for a full month trial. Did you know that loyal customers are nine times more likely to convert compared to a first-time shopper? That's why exceptional customer service is so important for your retention and growth. I recommend using Gorgeous, the leading help desk for Shopify, Magento, and big commerce merchants. Gorgeous combines all your communication channels, including email, SMS, social media, live chat, and phone into one platform. This saves your team hours per day and makes managing customer orders a breeze. It also integrates seamlessly with your existing tech stack so you can access customer information and even edit, return, refund, or create an order right from your help desk. To learn more, go to gorgeous.com. That's G-O-R. GIAS.com and mention 2x e-commerce podcast for two months free. That is gorgeous.com for two months free. Just mention 2x e-commerce. Okay, so we've got we've got two votes for use your best possible creative. Nee, I think you just unmuted, so I'm guessing you want to come in there. Yeah, so I would agree with you know using uh, tried and true creative, right? That's you know you're gonna get your response rates there. Um one thing that we're seeing some of our more agile clients do is they're warming up gift card creative in anticipation with the challenges that they're going to see with supply chain. And so what that means is that they're running those campaigns in September and in August. So they have those, they have some learning against it. And they know they can back that up against specific product line or particular SKU line campaigns if they run out of stock or they don't get their stock in Q4. And so kind of coupling, get a gift carding strategy and you're creative in messaging that, knowing that you're going to have challenges down the line is highly effective. In addition, we've seen a gift carding strategy be a very interesting add-on 
to be able to increase your ACV um, uh, or average cart value as an add-on at the checkout page. And so those are two strategies that some of our clients are leveraging to be able to get over some of the challenges they're seeing in, in terms of the ROI they've, they've seen decline on Facebook over the last year or so. I love that. Up, up the cart value as well as have those gift card campaigns in play to suck up the demand when the stock is sat on a container ship somewhere off LA is what we're saying, basically. You get the, you get the revenue now, it's a positive cash flow situation. Yeah, I, I love that. And um, one of the really interesting things I heard come out of uh, Q4 2020, and especially kind of Black Friday strategies, was the idea of running ads early. So start your Black Friday now. Is that is that definitely 100% a go-to strategy? Everyone's, everyone's nodding, but Darius, I'll let you answer that one. Yeah. So reality, we have a lot of data on this. We have done extensive testing on the timings, when there's like a peak in sales, when you can have like almost two Black Fridays fit into one month. And for us, like Sweet Spot was actually three weeks before Black Friday. I know it seems to be very early and we even tested like four weeks, five weeks, six weeks, up to, you know, Q, one week, etc. So our strategy is usually a few levels. Our goal last year was just to simplify things, but we still kept a few levels because we were performing so well. And one of these levels was pre-BFCM campaign. It's literally about the same discounts that you'll be running during Black Friday, just three weeks early. And the goal is to get into people's pockets while still have money there. <laughs> Basically, you don't want to be late to the party. You get in there early, you make some sales, and usually during this week, right, of like from three to two weeks up to Black Friday, you make the same amount that you would be making during Black Friday if you execute. Well, when you give people about a week of rest and when you hit them with VIP sale, when you hit with open pre-Black Friday normal launch and Black Friday campaigns, Cyber Monday campaigns, post-Black Friday campaigns, Christmas campaigns. We know how Black Friday goes, basically. <laughs> Excellent. I'm, I'm seeing lots of nodding, so I'm not going to send that question around. But I guess uh, we've had a question come in from the audience, which is um, any thoughts on using TikTok? for Black Friday this year? Because, I mean, you've all been mentioning about diversifying the ad spend where you're putting it. Is TikTok somewhere we should be going? Um, Nee, you're, you're nodding enthusiastically there. So I'm guessing you're testing it on a few couple, few clients? Yeah, we, we, we've definitely tested out TikTok with clients, but I would say that TikTok is a platform where if you, need to, if you needed to feed the algorithm with creative on Facebook, with TikTok, you need to 10x that. So unless you have a native influencer strategy or unless you have the way a way to kind of feed that algorithm new, dynamic, and authentic feeling creative, I wouldn't recommend TikTok. Um, you know, this year we're going to see a ton of brands hopping on challenges, creating their own challenges, and that's going to be the big wave that we see because TikTok has a sponsored program where you can sponsor hashtags and push a, push a challenge. But those are, you know, those are fifty to $100,000 commitments, and that's a I mean, depending on the size of your business, it's a pretty large commitment for a new strategy or a, a new channel. And so embrace TikTok if you have the ability to feed the algorithm. If not, hone those skills on Facebook, create your content on Facebook, spend time in the video tab, the browse explore tabs, because that's really where the impressions are. And think about the creative that are, are going to get people to stop. Because if you're not, you're not stopping people on Facebook, you're damn sure not going to be able to stop people on TikTok. It's not the year for dabbling on TikTok then. It's the year for diving straight in. Anyone got any other, other po points on TikTok? No one's jumping at me. So we shall, we shall cycle on to the next, the next thing I want to say, which is we are skirting around 
iOS 14 here. We are kind of putting out the strategies we could use to deal with the iOS 14, but is it as straightforward as diversify your marketing activity and be, don't don't spend Thanksgiving Day with the laptop on the table? Is that all we can do, or are there other things we can be doing in this in this world? Um, Steve, you're you're nodding, so we'll come to you first, then probably to Darius. Yeah, so I've been trying to advise our clients to understand what the impact is to them, where, for example, if their allowable CPA or CAC cost to acquire a customer was $50 before the iOS update, you know, Facebook might be reporting now that it's 60 or 70, but you know you're missing some of those transactions. So being able to back into, are you actually getting the same performance before? A lot of our clients are getting similar or comparable performance Facebook's just not reporting it out as cleanly or nicely as you could see it. So if you're able to put your models together and feel confident that you can potentially have a higher allowable CAC than you did before, you can still be incredibly successful. But those are things that should have been done over the course of the last, I don't know, six to 12 months to prepare for the moment that we're coming up to. Okay, so don't. So if if you're still spending the same amount on Facebook and your overall turnover hasn't gone down, but the reported in Facebook has gone down, don't worry yet. Is what what we're saying on that front? Yeah, exactly. Look at your first party data. Look at your Shopify backend if you're on there. Whatever your internal tracking is, a lot of the times I've noticed the revenue numbers are staying comparable. Um, you're not seeing this major decline in revenue what you're seeing is a major decline in reported conversions in the Facebook interface. Your GA probably looks similar. Um, whatever tracking that you're using, GA, Google Analytics, et cetera, um, it might not be as bad as you think, but you just need to have a more um, advanced model to measure your attribution. And um, Darius, you, you're certainly looking like you wanted to come in on this one. <laughs> yeah, I agree to be honest, they had similar similar ideas because we were always with like, you know, 360 Outlook agency. We never really when we were focusing on the metrics on Facebook or specific channels. We were always looking at what is the profit at the store level and basing our decisions based off of that. There are some apps, let's say, Lifetimely, where you can literally enter all the costs from your marketing channels being fed live plus all the cost of your products. And each day, each hour, you're able to see your profit, real profit that you're making. And based on that, you can be making some decisions. I would also not be going away from Facebook. This is what I'm seeing. It's almost like stock trading, right? Just reverse. Because you have to think about it. Okay, if everybody's scared of Facebook right now, everybody will be trying to do everything else besides Facebook. So it's spend on Facebook and competition will be lower. CPMs will be lower. Even if reporting is worse, right? The CPMs being, I don't know, like even 20% lower compared to usual, your profits will be significantly higher and it's, you know, about how you utilize it. It's similar tactic what we chose with agency. You know, a lot of people were, you know, hopping into another fields, uh, doing mergers with our companies, et cetera. We chose, okay, what if Facebook goes down? You know, like there will still be some agencies surviving there. There will still be opportunity there. It's more about how you can be the best to capitalize on it. So this was our thinking, and I would like to carry this on towards Black Friday, where, you know, if everybody's escaping from Black Friday and Facebook, how you can be the best, you know, how you can capitalize on it, how you can look at the store data and, you know, rock that Black Friday. But this, I, I 
totally agree with everything you're saying, but it does strike me that it means if we're not getting the precise data back in, that kind of the cherry on the icing on the cake bit of the optimization we can't do, which I guess is why we come back to um, Shaq's advice from earlier about get the bonanza creative and run with that because now's not the year to be trying something totally off the wall potentially because we're not going to get the data back we historically would have done. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 there, there's, there's two sides to that, right? There is the, it's the same concept. Work, go with what's worked in the past. So if it's your creative that you know does extremely well against cold audiences, lean into that, try to scale that up as much as possible and optimize based on the time period that Facebook allows you to optimize. That's one strategy. The other strategy that we also recommend is you know, with a product like Lifetimely or any cohort analysis tool, you can find your most valuable customers. And oftentimes, 80% of revenue comes from 20 to 25% of customers. With that 25% of customers, you want to take that customer base and onboard them to a live ramp, onboard them into any kind of uh, identity resolution platform and focus your efforts on marketing and your dollar spend against that cohort. They're already, they've proven to be loyal guests and it's more about having them remember who you are to have them buy than it is convincing them to buy for the first time. And so historically, most brands, they might spend 80 to 90% of their dollars on, you know, in-market remarketing slash prospecting. If you're limited in resources and if you can segment your audience, look at those loyal customers, focus 30 to 40% of your dollars there because they're the most likely customers to convert. So it's the same concept going to where the fishes are or investing in places that you know have success, but a different angle on that same concept. I like it. Um, Shaq, you, you I know are very passionate about the creative side of this. So if you're doing that split between the new customer and the the uh, existing customer, those, those audiences that we know we have control over, is there a difference you'd put in the creative you're putting in front of those two, or is it just get the bankers out there? So I feel strongly about this, and, and I, I have to... Uh, commend that knee knee is probably one of the most outspoken people on the tracking and the, and the data and approaching the marketing and i go back and forth with this man on facebook and twitter all i can be if you want to continue to learn more about what's happening in the data loss this is the one i would i would recommend following so with that being said jumping into the creative things we have two strong recommend strong recommendations on this before i think remarketing was stronger you could segment creative specifically to the audiences of the of the best buyers or maybe the potential those have engaged significantly with you. And I, and I heavily promote this right now across some of our brands that's hit or miss. Some remarketing pools aren't as strong. Some re-engagement pools, those that have liked or followed or, or engaged or stayed a post are not as strong. So what do we do about this? I still think we have to use those audiences as segmentations, uploading past purchasers, uploading our VIP customers. We have to do that and making subtle changes to the, the messages that we're sending to them. And I know this is Facebook specifically, so I'm not gonna talk about what we want on SMS or email, but I would say that would be the major source of revenue that I'd be driving our, our 20% of most heavily spenders. But we're also looking at we're also looking at extending creative longer than we would want to, to build those video view audiences to start remarketing towards. We have seen some really good, really good responses from simply keeping that last frame of shop now 
five more seconds longer, 10 more seconds. How, how can you stretch it? And it's, it used to be a little bit of a hack. We used to go shorter and go under five seconds so that the completion rate of creative would be quicker. And Facebook would say like, hey, they're watching this creative to, to completion more. But now we're extending it because we're trying to, for lack of a better phrase, artificially inflate the watch time of a consumer seeing our creative to build bigger audiences. So that is a little bit of a nugget that we're playing around with and we're seeing some good responses so far. I often think that that's an area which not enough brands are delving into is the potential of the video view audience. Um, Nee, I think you're about to unmute yourself. So (laughs) have you got anything to add on that video front? No? Okay. I misread the signals there. Okay, guys, we are getting towards the end um, of our time, which is frustrating because I I could carry on talking about this with you guys for for much, much longer. So I'm going to come to each of you for a kind of a quick final thought. And if you could keep it fairly quick, that would be be really good. Um, uh, Steve, we'll come to you for your first final thought, your final piece of advice for those entering Q4 right now. Oh, man. Um, To put it down to one piece of advice, I would just say make sure you're prepared. There's still time to get ahead. Um, It's still early. Take that time to get ahead, get your creative in place, get your landing pages in place, get your strategy in place. Not only that, but your, your B strategy and your C strategy, just in case, because there's still time to be prepared. You don't want to be there, you know, November 1 saying, okay, what are we going to do for the holiday season? I, I see that too many times. And hopefully we're preaching to the converted here because they've come along to this event, which is all about getting ready for Black Friday and Q4. Thank you, Steve. That was uh, brilliant. Um, Darius. Good. So I'll drop a quick advice. You know, look for timeframes when nobody's capitalizing during Black Friday. Usually we're seeing a day between Black Friday, like Sunday, Saturday, Saturday is everybody's turning off for Black Friday campaigns in preparation for Cyber Monday. But you are seeing CPMs drop on multiple channels and this is where you tend to go hard. How you look for CPM drops or how you see for kind of competition auction, there's like a quick trick. What you do is you set up like manual bidding audience, like one simple campaign with not a huge budget, but you set it up at different levels of bid basically. And whenever you see lower bid campaigns start to spend, this means competition auction is dropping and you can go hard then. This is kind of like the moments where competition just drops, you capitalize on it. It's very similar to what I mentioned with you know, Facebook being possibly lower CPM than we expect. Oh, I like it. That was a, that was a proper nitty gritty um, task. Thank you very much, Darius. Um, Shaq, you're up next. I'll keep this short and sweet. I don't want anybody to feel FOMO'd into running a sale if their business can't afford to do it or if you don't have the ability to, to make the margins up. It's very contrary to what's being talked about in, around this entire event. But don't feel as though you have to participate because can that offer make sense then? Can you afford to do it? Can your inventory hold you? If you can't participate, oftentimes what we've seen with acquiring new customers during Black Friday, Cyber Monday, they may not be that core, may not be your most loyal customers. It, it, it might be the best time to introduce, see the products, see the brand, see the experience, but don't feel FOMO into having to participate if your business actually can't afford to do so. So a little contrary, not super tactical, but I want to give those out there on the fence that potentially going, should we participate or should we just stick to what we know and, and, and continue on the evergreen path? 
I'm going to second that piece of advice. There's a, a business I know in the UK, big business, uh, a D2C brand. They didn't have, they were stock problematic last year. And so they ran nothing over Black Friday. They didn't even mention the word Black Friday. And they still had their biggest day of the year on Black Friday, despite not having a single discount on the website. So please do, and they're not the only ones who did that. Please don't feel like you have to run a discount. Do the right thing for your business. Um, and Nee, you get the, the final tip for our audience today yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna double click on the on the gift card piece i think that's a huge huge strategy that can come into play uh, this year there's a lot of great benefits to it but more precisely one a recommendation for a shot slide i'm not an investor in this platform but rise out ai great platform to run gift your gift carding gift card and loyalty programs through and then secondly and i haven't seen this leveraged a lot we'll probably start to see it this year but if you have the margins and can do discounts and you know your numbers, you can discount your gift cards. And so that offer and that creative to say four dollars will get you five dollars in spend is compelling. And that's going to cause people to stop in the feed and take action. So consider a gift card strategy as a way to, to, to kind of bank back Black Friday excitement uh, to revenue and future revenue for your business. Awesome. I'm really pleased you re-mentioned that gift card bit because anyone who missed that at the beginning, that I haven't heard anyone else talking about that yet this year. And I think that's such a critical thing to be testing right now and to have ready, especially with the, in a normal world, it would be a clever strategy with all the stock issues. It's a, it's a huge strategy this year. Now, all of you out there watching, you can um, find out how to get in contact with all our panelists underneath this video. You will see links to them on Twitter, LinkedIn, websites, all that kind of good stuff. So please do follow up with them because we have skirted over a lot of big topics today. I know we've given you a lot of value, but I'm sure you've got some things to follow up with them on too. Um, this is the it's all very, very nearly the end of this session. So a huge thank you to the panelists. Thank you for you guys tuning in and for the couple of questions we got. I have to say a big thank you to our partners for this event to the sponsors because without them it wouldn't be happening the way it is so thank you to them for making the event a success we have the gold partners postscript who are making sms for e-commerce easy automate your sms marketing at postscript.io recart sell more with facebook messenger marketing reduce cart abandoned Reduce abandoned carts even at recart.com. And the silver partners who include Omnisend, increase your sales, not your workload. Take the shortcut to revenue growth at omnisend.com. Bolt connecting retailers and millions of shoppers in a unified network. Your shoppers are one click away at bolt.com. And last but certainly not least, B Profit. Get all your e-commerce profits at a glance. Track your expenses at bprofit.com. You guys will next be in um, our next session, so please come along to that. Why Q4 is a great time to go headless with Nick Russian-Bush, who hopefully I said that, so, that right. If I didn't, sorry, Nick. He's the co-founder, CEO at Shogun. That's starting at 12.45 EST or 5.45 here in the UK. Now, though, it's time for you all to go and get involved with the partners, our marvellous partners in the exhibition area, because you've got a little bit of time until the next session. Huge thank you to our panellists. And it's been a pleasure being a part of the event. And I'll be sticking around because there's some great content coming up. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for listening to this episode of 2X E-Commerce. We encourage you to connect with our community of 2X E-Commerce listeners on our Facebook group, E-Commerce Growth Accelerator Mastermind. Just search for 2X E-Commerce on Facebook to find it. Answer three questions and you'll be approved. 
grab the show notes of this episode on our website, 2xecommerce.com. Finally, if you haven't already, give the show a review on your podcasting app. Catch you on the next show and keep growing.